Welcome back to the Five Piece Podcast, where we discuss all things purpose, prayer, productivity, possibility, and pressure. I'm Jessica, and I'm so excited that you decided to listen in to this episode. On this episode, we're going to continue hearing from speakers at the bridge. In the first part, you heard me talk a little bit about what the bridge is, as well as why I selected perseverance to be the topic or why I felt God was leading me to select perseverance as the topic. So in this episode, Danielle is going to continue discussing why we must persevere and how we can overcome hardships. So before we jump into the episode, I want to do a plug for Danielle. If you could please go over to Instagram and follow her business page. It's called Daily Becoming Accessories or Daily Becoming Shop. I'll leave the link in the show card. But if you could go over, follow her page and support her. I'm all about supporting small businesses. And Danielle is a dynamic leader. She is an educator. She's a mom. She's a wife. And most of all, she is a faithful follower of Christ. So if you could just go over to support her, to let her know that um, she should continue to persevere even in her business and tell her you heard this on the Five Piece Podcast. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the episode. Leave a comment, guys. Let me know what you think about this episode. Rate us. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. I want to jump ahead today because we have two phenomenal speakers who are going to share more about their journey here and the things that they've learned to help them become successful. So I'm going to pass it over to Ty, who's going to read Danielle's bio. I just want to say that connections are important before she does that. Sorry, I'm like the long-winded preacher. Connections are really important. I met Danielle. I don't even know how I met Danielle online. I have no clue, don't recall, but I did. And she has um, poured into me so much and I I can't say it enough. Um, She's really a phenomenal, great human being. Like you got to get to know her. And Sylvia, I think I shared last year, Sylvia and I just by Hampton stance, and it's not by happenstance, it was a God connection that we ended up on the same team um, right at the onset of the pandemic. And she has been a pillar in my life ever since. I know they're going to share some amazing things. So I'm really excited to hear what you guys are going to share. And with that, passing it over to Ty, who is going to read Danielle's bio. All right, we have Miss Danielle Boyd, who firmly believes that life is a journey filled with lessons um, that we must learn to become who we were created to be. Um, Daily Becoming, which was formerly Affirm You, is a personal under- undertaking for Danielle as she can relate and identify with the day-to-day balance and act that women face. Um, her faith in Christ offers her the daily push she needs to become the working wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend that the people that are within her sphere of influence need her to be. Um, this same faith also pushes her to serve as a source of more motivation for women that are just like her. Through the Daily Becoming blog, podcast, and community, she hopes to create a community for women to learn, grow, and to become all that God has created us to be together. Um, so without further ado, Ms. Danielle Boyd. All right. Hello, everyone. Um, it's such a pleasure and an honor to be here. Um, I definitely want to 
thank Jessica. Jessica, such kind words. Um, I, I can't recall how we met, but I'm glad we met online as well. And I look forward to the day that we're able to be in each other's presence physically. Um, so thank you for this opportunity. And thank you, Jessica, for being a purpose pusher, for following in the, the dreams and goals that God has given you to bring us together as women, as women of faith, women who are in business, women in industry, wherever life has us right now. I really appreciate you. And I'm, I'm glad for the connection that we've um, made. Um, and so let me see here. There it is. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was going to pull it up on my end or not. I just created this because it's talking points for myself as I kind of jump into what it is that I was asked to talk about you know, um, today, which is uh, persevering and staying committed to dream. Um, as Tamisha mentioned, uh, my name is Danielle Boyd, and she already went through the bio, so I don't <laughs> want to belabor that at all. But I do consider myself to be um, just like many of you um, as women. We're out here doing what it is we feel that God has placed us in this earth to do. And at times we're faced with so many other things that may feel like it's hindering us from doing what it is God created us to do. But I believe that my purpose is to one, encourage us to keep going, to educate ourselves around the things that are maybe hindering us or educating ourselves around the opportunities that we may have to continue going and to just, um, just be a, a purpose pusher as well, just to encourage you to continue dreaming and to continue striving. So I'm more accustomed to being on the other side of the screen with my podcast mic talking to someone else. <laughs> so nerves are um, a little front and center at this point, but we're gonna push on through. Um, one thing that I want to mention is that I am an educator. So shout out to all the K-12 educators in the group today. I see you, I am you, I am with you. And so um, I bring a lot of that with me. So if I uh, begin to talk and get a little verbose, uh, just let me know <laughs> because I wanna stick with my time constraint here or my time limit. So um, just to begin, Jessica, are you gonna move the screen there? Okay. Here we go. So if you don't remember anything else I say today, I want you to remember that, or I want you to know that I believe that we were created to dream. Um, as a believer in Christ, he is my ultimate source. And without him, I am nothing. But I believe that he placed on the inside of all of us as our creator, the innate ability to aspire to, to seek for more, to want more. And so I, I believe that it's important for us to acknowledge that the dreams that we have on the inside of us have to come out. They have to come out. So we were created to dream. Um, I want us also to give ourselves permission to dream. In life, so many things take place, um, challenges, some good things, some bad things, some unexpected things. We have to continue to allow ourselves to dream, to imagine, to aspire, you know, all of the words and you know, synonyms that you can think of that come along with the word dream. And I placed a definition that I found from Merriam Webster there, one of the definitions, a strongly desired goal or purpose. And we're talking a lot about purpose today and you'll hear some reoccurring themes um, in what I have to say um, and things that Jessica has already mentioned and I'm sure you'll continue to hear throughout our time here together, but give yourself permission to dream. And lastly, pursue your dreams. Now the pursuit of a dream is something that we don't spend a lot of time talking about because it sounds glamorous, it sounds beautiful, 
Um, it sounds simple, it sounds easy, but any of us that are out there know that pursuing a dream can be downright hard work. And that is where the perseverance comes in. And so I'll be spending some time talking about that today. But perseverance, dreaming, and staying committed, those are really broad terms. <laughs> um, a lot of work goes into all of those things. So what I decided to do was kind of pull apart each of those words and um, maybe do a backwards math, if you will, or backwards engineering, whatever you want to call it, to bring it all together. So thank you for just going with me. But again, just remembering that we were created to dream, giving yourself permission to dream, and pursuing those dreams. So we can move to the next slide there. So as I was thinking about what it was that I was going to say, oops, little... Um, editing issue there on my part. Sorry about that, everyone. I, um, of course, prayed and I asked God to just give me the words to say, um, because speaking is not <clears throat> at the top of my list, but I will do so if asked to. And the first thing that came to mind was Joseph. We all know Joseph, if we're familiar with the Bible, as a dreamer. Um, okay, it's okay, Jessica. And um, so I just decided to go back to the chapters in Genesis where we find his story and how his story unfolds. And I took apart some of the things that I um, that jumped out to me as I was reading Genesis 37, uh, 39 through 50. Of course, I'm not a minister or a Bible teacher or Bible scholar. So I definitely encourage you to go back and read those uh, chapters to develop your own interpretation. But just to dive in, um, Joseph as a dreamer, what I took away from the chapters there in Genesis is that dreamers are different. Um, and Joseph was different. Joseph was the youngest of his family. He had older brothers. Um, he, he would have a younger sibling eventually. Um, his father had another wife to whom he loved most. And so therefore it kind of placed a divide between he and his older brothers. And I believe that Joseph on the inside knew that about himself. And he knew that being out in the field and shepherding with his brothers and farming, whatever it was that they were doing in their industry in that time was not ultimately what he was supposed to be doing. And so he verbalized that and he would go out in the field and talk about the dreams that he would have, um, which definitely upset his brothers because the dreams that he um, was having was such that he was being placed in a position of authority over them. And not only that, his father went out and got him a custom coat made of many colors. <laughs> and so not only was he out in the field talking about these dreams, he's out in the field wearing this custom designer coat and um, causing his brothers to continue to grow in their feelings of ill will toward him. Um, but not only during that time, when you read through the chapters that are listed here at the top, Joseph just stood out. Even when he was sold into slavery, even when he was in Potiphar's house, um, the, the chapters mentioned that there was something different about him and people saw that and noticed that and they drew on that. Um, and so I think it's important for us to know that as a dreamer, we will stand out. There will be something different about us and people will acknowledge that and we need to embrace that difference. Secondly, dreams are directional. So in Joseph's story, um, of course, it started out great, you know, was developing some enemies within the family, um, but to the extent that his brother's acted on that envy and jealousy and sold him into slavery, the direction of his life totally took a different course. And we know that he was sold into slavery. Um, I believe that he was a teenager 
um, when this occurred. And it actually skips over. So it goes from Genesis 37 and jumps over to 39. We don't hear about Joseph in Genesis 38. So we know that progression of his life has taken place and he's wherever he is at that time, um, still in a struggle, still in a valley, but it was the direction that God had designed for his life to take so that he could get to the place where he ultimately was supposed to be. So dreaming is directional. It is going to set you on a course. And that's not to say that the course will not come with detours. Of course, we know that there are divine detours, but um, the direction that our dreams will take us will ultimately lead us to the place where God would have us to be. Dreams will place a demand on your faith. And um, what I mean by that is you have to respond to the dream. In, in some capacity, in some way. Uh, for Joseph, what I noticed about him is that his response was to speak of the dream. You know, so whether that is opening your mouth and verbalizing what it is that God has placed on the inside of your heart, of course, to the right people, because everyone is not going to receive your dream. Everyone is not going to be in agreement with you. And everyone is not going to, to champion what it is that God has placed on the inside of you. But there will be a demand placed on you as a dreamer to respond to that dream and to act accordingly. So we have to be prepared for that. Um, faith in and of itself is not just something that we can think that we have. Faith without works is dead. So therefore we will be placed in a position where we have to act on that faith that we say that we have and act on the dream that God has placed on the inside of us. Um, the next thing that I took from the chapters in Genesis was that dreams sharpen your discernment. So for Joseph, he was in prison. He was a, a slave, if you will. But even in those moments in time, he was placed in authority over the people in prison. And it was, uh, I believe in chapter 39, if not 39 through 40, where he was confronted by the other gentlemen, the butcher and the baker who were placed in jail. And he realized that their countenance was low. He, he, it wasn't because they mentioned it to him. He was able to discern that, of course, by the gift that he was given. And so he asked them, he stepped into his own destiny of, of interpreting the dream that they would ask him to interpret that would then catapult him to the place where he would be placed as a ruler in Egypt. But that didn't happen for a period of time. But the gift of discernment as a dreamer, we have to acknowledge that as well. Uh, and I think it's important for us to be discerning because oftentimes what we see around us is not necessarily what we want to see, but we have to see through the eyes of faith and know that, okay, I'm here for this reason. And I can discern that this is where I need to be. And I can discern that this is the person that I need to attach myself to. So I believe that dreams sharpen our discernment as well. Dreams may feel delayed. So with Joseph, um, I believe when he was placed as a ruler of Egypt by the Pharaoh, he was 30 years old. So you think about the time that elapsed from the moment that he was sold into slavery by his brothers as a teenager, from the time that he was then sold into Potiphar's house where his wife lied on him to the time that he was then placed in the prison, the time that he asked the butcher and the baker to mention him to the Pharaoh after he interpreted their dream because they didn't do so immediately. And I believe it was chapter 39 where the, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the butcher, of course, we know one of them, uh, Joseph interpreted the dream that he was going to be um, assassinated and he was, he was killed. So the butcher, I believe, it comes to his attention that, oh, I forgot about this gentleman that interpreted my dream in jail. And I believe the scriptures say that that was a two-year period of time. 
me personally, if I'm involved in some type of challenge for five minutes, I'm like, Lord, get me out <laughs> right now. I don't want to deal with that. But it just blew my mind to think about the amount of time that Jacob was in prison and still hanging on to this drink, still not giving up hope, still operating in the gift that God gave him, still knowing that where he was, he wasn't going to be there forever. He didn't have any indication, I'm sure, of how long this trial was going to last, but he stuck it out the ultimate example of what it means to persevere. So dreams may feel delayed and oftentimes they are delayed. It does take us time to get from point A to point B because in the middle is where God is developing us and growing us and, and, and growing us up, to be honest, so that we can then walk into what it is that he has designed for us because we're not ready at the inception of the dream. We're not ready. We have to grow and we have to know and become who God created us to be. And that takes trial, that takes error, that takes challenges, that takes difficulties, that takes hardships, all the things that we do not want to talk about. That's what took place in Joseph's story. The final thing that I took away from those chapters is that a dream contributes to the dreamer's growth and development, but the manifestation of the dream is tied to the destiny of someone or something. So for Joseph, um, his dream was that he would be a ruler, that he would stand above the rest. But I'm sure in his childlike mind and his teenage and his youthful mind, a mind that had yet to be matured, you know, he's thinking, um, you know, he wasn't thinking what it would become. And what it became is that he saved a country from the disasters of famine. He saved an entire people from just being completely wiped out. He saved his family and thereby saving the generations that were to follow. So the manifestation of his dream was not for him. It was for him to, to grow and to develop as a young man into this ruler that he would eventually become. But the manifestation of that dream is for someone else. Oftentimes what we have been given and what is placed on the inside of us it's not for us. And that's what I have learned in my journey thus far is that the things that I will go through and the things that I experience is for me to then reach over and help some other woman who will eventually go through that or you know, who may know someone else who was going through that. And I felt like Joseph's story was the ultimate example of that. And in the next slide, the scripture, of course, that we are most familiar with, which I believe is Genesis 50 and 20, when he's talking to his brothers, when he finally reveals himself, of course, we know in the turn of events, they end up having to come to um, Egypt due to the famine to purchase food, not knowing they're going to run into the brother that they sold into slavery, not knowing they were going to have to ask for his mercy, for his pardon, for his forgiveness, and Joseph not knowing that this was going to occur either. But when he met his brothers and assured them that, you know, of who he was and that he did not intend any harm to them, he indicated, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so that, so I could save the lives of many people. I had to sit in that and think about that for a little while, because that is the ultimate responsibility, the magnitude of this young man's dream and what it became and what that means for us as dreamers. Um, you know, when we feel like we're being faced with opposition and our back is against the wall, what is it going to look like and what does it mean um, for us to continue to pursue the dream that God has placed on the inside of us and knowing that the dream is bigger than us, it's bigger than us, it's beyond us, and it is attached to 
something, someone else, and to destiny. It's attached to destiny. Um, so that's that's my take on dreaming and on dreams. So now I want to jump into kind of the the, uh, the perseverance part. And speaking of my own journey of where I am today, um, I am the owner operator of Daily Becoming, which um, Tamisha mentioned, and um, recently added another dimension to that business. And Daily Becoming is for the everyday woman, which I consider myself to be. And I'm often often pressed on what is or who is the, the everyday woman. And what I would say to that is, um, you are an everyday woman if there is some type of routine attached to your day-to-day -day, and within that routine, something or someone is relying on you. So if you were like me, and I'm sure that you are, you got up this morning, you had to make break breakfast, you may have had to do a store run. You may have had some laundry to do. You may have had some form of cleaning to do. You may have had kids to take to some type of activity. Today was parent observation day in my daughter's dance class. So I literally ran from there to here to be prepared so that I could be here on time because I made a commitment and I wanted to support Jessica. And of course, you know, she asked me to speak. Um, but in the day-to-day, -day, persevering is, is something that we do oftentimes and we don't know that we are doing it. I believe Jessica had the same uh, definition of perseverance when she was going through her presentation initially. Um, and what it lists here is that it's a continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition, the act or condition, or an instance of persevering. And I placed the synonyms down at the bottom, kind of like Jessica's honorary keys. Um, but for me, what jumped out with some, some of the synonyms was just the fruit of the spirit that also has to be developed. Um, and perseverance is the fruit of the spirit, but everything that comes along with perseverance, the patience, you know, the joy, uh, the peace, the things that we have to adopt when when we when it seems impossible for us to do that, like Lord, how am I supposed to persevere in these instances, and how am I supposed to show up? And and I have all these people relying on me, and I'm also relying on myself. I don't want to let myself down, but I also don't want to let anybody anybody else down. If you ever had those thoughts before, I'm right there with you. And so that's what the daily becoming community is all about: just continuing to push us and to grow, grow us, help us to grow as women and women of faith in particular. But as I reflect on my journey in business, which I am not a traditional, uh, I did not study business <laughs> in college, none of my degrees, of which I am working on another one and, and, and working on uh, coursework towards a terminal degree, have anything to do with business. Um, what I know is K-12 education. More recently in the administrative lane, I, I made a shift um, as an assistant principal into more of a coaching role because I wanted the time and space to be a mother and to not have that demand on me and to not have the stress on me. We were talking earlier about, you know, the changes that some of us made just before the pandemic and why. And for me, it was health related. Um, it was me being so stressed out to the point where I cannot come home and do the things that I needed to do for myself and for my family. Also knowing that there were other things that I knew God had placed on the inside of me to do. So I had to make a shift in my, um, in my nine to five. And, and I will say that I feel like it was the best shift that I could have made. But in terms of business, and Jessica, if you want to go to the next slide, and I think these things apply to life also. Just my general reflections are that when someone says you have to persevere, you don't know what that is until you're in a situation to persevere, until you are placed in a situation to have to keep pushing and to have to press. You don't know what that feels like. And so as I reflect on it, I realize that I have to build capacity through experience. And as I build that capacity, 
then as different things arise, and, and the P that I'm still working on is pressure, to be totally honest and transparent. As things arise, I think back on other experiences that I've had where I've been placed in a position where my back has been against the wall, where I have no idea what I'm doing, and what did I do in that moment? How did God show himself strong on my behalf in that moment? That is where that muscle is built. And you continue using that muscle and you keep using it and you keep using it. You know, I, I don't think there's any point in our lives um, that we will not be required to push and to persevere. Um, you have to get uncomfortable with the unknown. Become uncomfortable, become comfortable, I'm sorry, with the unknown. As a business owner and in the, in the lane that I'm walking in, I'm recently adding on kind of a beauty aspect through accessories, I had no idea. <laughs> now that didn't stop me from taking that leap, but it's a steep learning curve. And so I have to be okay with not knowing, but I can't use that as an excuse to not know. I have to figure out and sit with myself and say, okay, Danielle, clueless. Who do I need to ask? What do I need to look up? What do I need to look into? Persevering oftentimes will place you in a position where it just feels dark. Like I, I can't see my way through this room. And, you know, of course, that's where prayer and, and, and spending time with the Lord will come in because he will be the light to your path. But sometimes you do have to acknowledge that this isn't my lane. And so in order for me to become proficient in this lane, I need to acknowledge that I don't know what I'm doing, but I also need to figure it out. Um, so that's just something that I've learned along the way. Um, you will work hard. You will get tired and you will have thoughts of giving up. That's just the truth. Um, I can't tell you how many times recently that I felt like, okay, poor choice, poor decision. <laughs> Why did I do this? Um, I, I, I'm throwing in the towel. That's the truth. And if anyone tells you any different, then I would love to speak to them because I need to know, I need to know what it is that will and that has enabled them to not have these feelings at some point in their entrepreneurial journey. But we will all be faced with the the prospect of, okay, I'm throwing my hands in the air. And that's that's the truth. Um, accepting that failure isn't final. I can't tell you how many times something that I've stepped out to do more recently in the past few months, um, in the past few years, as a matter of fact just did not go well. Now, it wasn't an all-out epic fail, but it did not turn out the way that I anticipated that it would. And not for lack of me not put planning, preparing, trying to put things in place. Sometimes things just aren't going to work out. Um, but you can't accept that as the end-all be-all. You have to pick yourself up. That's where the perseverance kicks in and the hard work kicks in and the learning kicks in and the building that muscle kicks in. Picking yourself up dusting yourself off and continuing to move forward, but accepting that failure isn't final. It isn't the end. It may be a part of your story. You know, some people say, okay, failure is not an option. I, you know, I would tend to disagree with that a little bit because that is a part that will be a part of some of our story, but that does not have to be the end. And we'll have a testimony because of that. And we can share with others so that they won't make the same mistakes that we did. And finally, uh, my final reflection on perseverance is that the journey is personal. This journey that we're on is for our betterment. You know, I think of the scripture, I believe it's in Second Peter, and I could be wrong, where it talks about adding to your faith, adding to your faith this and adding this and adding this. 
this journey is for us to pick up things along the way that we currently do not have. So we have to take this journey in order for us to acquire what it is that we need to be the best that we can be and to be who God called us to be and to help others along the way. So the journey is personal. And sometimes the journey can feel lonely. Now, God will be, bring people across your path, but what it is that he is teaching you and instilling in you, it is absolutely for you. And you have to take ownership of that. Um, so those are my reflections on perseverance as a business owner. Now, we talked about the dream. We talked about perseverance. Let's talk quickly about staying committed and what I think or what I have learned from what it means to stay committed. Secure your foundation. The saints used to say, be very sure. That's a hymn, as a matter of fact. We don't sing these hymns anymore. But be very sure that your anchor grips and that it holds that it holds a solid rock. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. My foundation, of course, is Christ. And I have to know that I know that one, he's my savior. He is my Lord. He is for me. He's not against me. He has great plans for me. All things will work out for my good. All of those things, any of the scriptures that you can think of that are uh, inspiring to you, uh, not the scriptures. We don't like to pull out the scriptures, of course, that make us stare at ourselves uh, in the mirror. But, but any of those, any of the scriptures that, you know, inspire you and bring you hope, all of those things, that's the foundation. So secure your foundation in terms of staying committed. What, what is it? You know, everyone talks about, um, you know, establishing the why, and we're going to get to that. But, and I'll just jump down to that since I went there. Identify your why and deal with your why not. I think it's just important for us to deal with our why nots. And sometimes it's more than one not. Why not me? Why can't I do this? What mindset shift do I need to make in order to move forward? Why do I feel like I cannot do this? What examples have I seen or what examples have I not seen? What do I need to go out and research and look into so that I can gain awareness and so that I can feel comfortable in this lane that I decided to commit to? Jumping back up, commit, <laughs> just commit. It's a choice. Sometimes we complicate things. Committing is a choice. Decide, make the choice, uh, whether, you know, people call it an intention or, you know, whatever you want to call it, just commit to it. Go ahead and put your feet in the water all 10 toes, jump in and just commit to that thing. So of course I mentioned identifying your why and dealing with your why not, shifting your mindset, stay in your lane um, because if you're not in your lane, then it's going to be difficult for you to do, to pursue that dream because you're likely pursuing somebody else's dream that you've adopted as your own. And I think we've all been there before. I think we've all assumed some role or some position, um, not even in work per se, but just, you know, whether it's in our church, whether it's in our community. And we feel like it was a great thing because it, it, it's bringing um, growth improvement, it's helping someone along the way, but it was just an all out struggle and it wasn't what we were supposed to be doing. So stay in your lane, carve that lane out and ride it out as you commit Make the investment, and I'm not speaking, you know, entirely of a financial investment, but, you know, of course, if we know if we're investing in a dream and we're investing in something financially, then we are more likely to commit to it because our money is on the line. But making the investment could be, you know, getting some form of education or, you know, there's so much information out there for us now, you know, and we have to make sure we're 
pulling from the right sources of information, of course, because of the overload of information. But making an investment in yourself can be as simple as listening to the Five Ps podcast or, you know, any other podcast on business um, or, you know, industry or whatever it is that you find yourself wanting to um, uh, pursue. Um, so make an investment. Find your community, which is very important. Like I mentioned, it's amazing that Jessica is able to bring us together around common shared visions, even though they look different for all of us. But finding your community is so important. And I believe that in order to find our community, we have to be open to finding the community. I think a lot of times as women, we do find ourselves kind of shut off and shut down because, you know, birds of a feather. We like who we like. We want to be around who we want to be around. I'm a total number five on the Enneagram scale. I live in my thoughts and everyone that knows me knows that. And if you're around me, you know, I have about this much of an, of an attention span in terms of, you know, other things that other people like to do. But I realize that about myself and I realize I have to not, not and not being myself, but being myself, but being open to what others bring to the table because you just never know what the connections are that are out there that you need to make and the networking that needs to take place to push you further into the dream that you want to pursue. Remain teachable and flexible. Um, for me as an educator, uh, that's really big for me because I, I believe in ongoing learning, professional development, learning something that I don't know and then helping others to learn whatever it is that I just learned. Yeah, I think it's as important for the adults as it is for children in my case in particular, because I work with other people's children, but I believe it's very important for us to remain teachable, to continue learning, to ask for help and to be flexible because things are not gonna always work out the way that we want them to, but they will work out in the end for our good. Um, asking for help, asking for feedback. Now that feedback is very important because sometimes you don't wanna hear it, but you need to hear it and you need to act on it. So asking for feedback is very important. How am I doing from a trusted source, from a trusted advisor, from, from someone that you consider to be an uh, expert in the field that you want to be in or, or the direction that you see your life taking, seeking that person out and sitting at their feet and committing to hearing what it is that they have to say, especially in the area of improvement. Um, prioritizing your well-being, Jessica spoke about that. Rest is important. Pushing the pause button is important. It is okay. It will, if it's for you, it will be there when you return from your break. Um, but we're not working ourselves into the ground these days, ladies. We can't do that anymore because there are so many other things that require us to be in place and our best selves. So please prioritize your well-being and staying committed. Expect the best. Expect the best. Expect that all things will work out for your good. And then and finally, in closing, um, just keep going keep going, keep going. Don't stop. You know, if you have to take a break, that's fine. But your mindset should always be on, you know, what's next and how am I growing? And what's the next lesson that I need to learn? And how can I apply this lesson? And what can I do to help someone else who is in the process of learning this lesson? Just keep going. Whatever you have to do, keep going. So those are my thoughts, my broad thoughts <laughs> on perseverance and, um, uh, staying committed to dream. And Jessica, again, I thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share today.